Likutei Sichos Chelak Yudzayin Pirkei Avos Perk Aleph. We learn the Elunishmas Rabbi Yisuf Ben Yomin Ben Rav Menashe Kaltman. In the fifteenth mission of Pirkei Avos, the ethics of our fathers, teachings of our sages, which educate us in leaving, leave, living ethical Jewish lives beyond the immediate letter of the law, we learn. Shamay Omer Asei Teiros Chokrena Emor Maat Vaasei Harbe. Shammai said, Shammai taught, Make Torah your permanent endeavor in life. Say little and do more, and greet everyone with a pleasant demeanor. Commentaries like Rashi and Rambam explain these three teachings as make your time essentially about Torah day and night, and when you tire from learning, in the intermittent moments only, do some work. As our sages say in the tractate of Brachas, make your learning paramount and your work temporary. Regarding the teaching, Emor Ma'atva Seharbe, speak little and do more, we're taught promise less and deliver more, like our forefather Avraham, who said he would bring out some bread, but ended up bringing a whole calf for his guests, the angels. And regarding the teaching, Beheve Mekabalus Kol Adam, Ha'adam Besever Panim Yafais, our sages teach that when you greet guests at your home, greet them pleasantly and not in a foul mood. Now, this is all very important but surprising because these lessons are not ethics beyond the law, which is the purpose and focus of Pirkei Avais. These three lessons are, in fact, each an individual chiyuv, an obligation which we understand from different mitzvahs in Torah and Jewish law. The first, that one should make one's Torah permanent and then one's work impermanent is taught distinctly by the Rambam in Hilchas Talmud Torah. And the same terminology is used. Though the Rambam adds, and your work should be temporary. There are also several verses and teachings of our sages who discuss the obligation of constant involvement in Torah study. In fact, this very parak in Perkei Aves begins with a verse, Al Torah, the words, the world's, world's continuity depends on three things. Torah is the first of these three. If Torah is literally a pillar of the world's continuity, obviously it is a continuous and primary endeavor. The second part of this teaching, to be, speak or verbally commit to less, is in fact a commandment in the Torah portion of Matos, where we learn lo yachel one should not desecrate one's word. In other words, one should keep one's word which automatically obligates a person to promise less and more ma'at, unless one knows absolutely that one will be able to keep his word and fulfill his promise so that lo yechal he doesn't desecrate his word. The second part of that teaching, va'ase harbe, too, is not something really new ethically beyond the halacha, as if a Jew has an opportunity to do many mitzvahs and good deeds, surely he will. The third and last part of this teaching, 
of Vehevi Mekabelas Kol Adam Besever Ponim Yafais is a behavioral directive of doing what is right and proper. Beyond that, it's also a direct, direct manifestation of the mitzvah to love another as yourself and not to do unto others what you despise. This too is not a behavior beyond the letter of the law. There are a few more details in this Mishnah that demand clarification. As these three, certainly of the many teachings of proper behavior of Shammai, are brought together in this one lesson, it would seem that they must have a particular connection and association contextually. What is that connection? Also, why is this teaching, make Torah your constant, not brought down in full, together with its commonly quoted second half, that your work should be only temporary, as it is in many sources. Lastly, we've often discussed the association between the context, uh, content of a teaching, the meaning in a teaching, and the one who teaches it. How are these three lessons better understood, knowing that they were said by Shammai? Interesting to note is that this Mishnah is also explained with a similarly reliable source, but in a completely different way. This is true of many of the Mishnas and Pirkei Avis, where truly authoritative opinions like Rashi, Rambam, the Machser Vitri, and others spanning the entire gambit of Torah scholars and the entire historical gambit who differ with the ex this explanation of Avas Nissen, whose explanation whose explanation we just studied. Not only differently, but even with opposing views to Avesta Rabbeinu Nassim. Many Torah scholars, in fact, encourage their students to find novel interpretations and understandings, clearly within the framework of Torah thought and Jewish law, with absolute regard for other opinions on Pirkei Avis. This is like the opposing and various commentaries on the written Torah, which are all at the very least incorporated in the vast Torah chatter that we study, and certainly like the opposing and differing views of the Torah giants who bring us the 70 primary Torah insights. In fact, the Zayar teaches and it's our obligation to involve ourselves in Torah, to increase in diligent understanding of it, particularly when an explanation presents a problem or a challenge, and to really stretch our intellect to comprehend and settle the challenges that we find in Torah thought. We understand this in the following way. This, this Mishnah, Shammai Omer, Shammai says, comes as a continuum to the first Mishnah in this chapter, which we mentioned, the world's existence is supported by three pillars, on Torah and on prayer and on acts of kindness. If a person can't be constantly occupied with all three, he should choose one pillar, one aspect of these three, to immerse himself and his energy 
in and the others will follow afterward. And it's in connection to this idea that Shammai says, as an ethical teaching beyond the law, make your Torah study a constant, choosing this pillar. Truly, one can choose whichever pillar he wants to focus on. One can choose to be a Zvulun, a provider for Torah scholars, and make acts of kindness his primary pillar in serving and upholding the world. But truly living in a manner beyond is to choose the study of Torah as one's primary constant, which is why the lesson doesn't conclude with the words, and your work should be temporary, as in, is what the Mishnah mentions, make your Torah study your constant, but does not mention the conclusion of that, and your work should be temporary and intermittent. Because this isn't about Shammai negating permanent work. Rather, it's about highlighting the priority of making Torah a constant vis-a-vis the pillars of Aveda, prayer, and Gemilas Chasadim, charitable actions. Which is also how we can understand why Shammai does not continue after saying that Torah should be the main focus, that Aveda and charitable actions should be secondary or intermittent. Torah study as a primary pillar is also a directive to one who has mastered the pillar of Gmilas Chasadim, who dispenses his obligation for studying Torah by perhaps learning just a chapter of Torah in the morning and one at night. But their main focus is in the pillar of good and charitable acts, and yet they must also make Torah study their primary and permanent experience. In other words, when they study in the morning and in the evening, the focus should be complete, primary, so much so that his Torah study becomes inscribed in his soul so that it affects his entire day. Also, the idea of suggesting that Aveda and acts of kindness should be intermittent would be wrong because these are fundamental pillars and have to be primary and permanent, a constant in a person's life. Yet the essential constant of the three is the study of Torah. Once Shammai highlights that Torah should be a person's essential constant, he continues to tell us how that should look. Our sages say, great is study for it brings to action, which would make us conjecture that the study we focus on should have some real concrete purpose to really know how to determine Jewish law, perhaps even to become a posek, a determiner of Jewish law. So Shammai immediately clears this up and says, involvement in Torah study at that level is the emor, the speaking and determining, which should be me'at, minimized. The purpose of Torah study as a kva is not that. It is rather lishma, for the sake of heaven, for the sake of Torah study itself, which in turn may make one think, erroneously, that he should then go to the other extreme of the equation and make conjecture that if the focus of learning isn't towards the being able to determine the doing, then perhaps mitzvah performance is not something that must be a constant or a focus in one's life, that there not need not be 
devotion to mitzvah performance. And so Shammai adds to the emor ma'at, study Torah, but not to become one who delivers it, as a psak halacha to another, asay harbei. Mitzvah observance should be in abundance. In other words, seek out the mitzvahs and do them with great intention. Torah study and the focus and primary importance that Shammai brings to it in the manner of emor ma'at can also bring up other interesting issues. A person is a composite of different soul characteristics. There are the characteristics of intellect and of emotion, and they are inherently different in that intellect is an inward process where one's focus is predominantly on self, and emotion an outward process where focus is on the other, on a person or thing that impacts one's emotions. One may love another or fear another. Quite contrary to emotions when it comes to intellect, another disturbs the intellect. Striving for and reaching intellectual acuity that transcends emotion and perhaps even transcends concrete thought requires isolation from others. Perhaps then one may calculate that it is best to remain away from others who do not in any way facilitate one's primary focus on Torah and to only gravitate towards and be involved with those who can assist via scholarly debate and sharing in achieving his Torah study goals of Kvap. And so Shammai forewarns this kind of thinking and says, Greet everyone without exception, with pleasantness. Though an individual may have no bearing and influence on your making your Torah study Kvap primary and constant, and he or she may also not be in need of your acts of kindness, Seek to greet everyone besaver panim yafais, so that it is experienced as true joy and loyalty to the time that you are giving them. Shammai's teaching, fe- teachings feel like a tall order. Be thoroughly involved in Torah study for the sake of Torah only without an ulterior motive of emor. Be engrossed in mitzvah performance in a manner of harbei with intention and joy. And while you are so involved in this level of Torah study, be there with and for another truly. How is it possible to experience these three contradictory realities in full? The answer to this comes along as a response to what Shammai has to do with these three lessons taught in one Mishnah. The Alter Rebbe teaches in Lukuti Torah in regards to the name Shammai that this name reflects the keen assessment of one's time and one's actions with the etymological connection of Shammai's name to the words Sham Archaisav, one who scrutinizes his actions. A Jew has to assess his behavior and weigh his actions, how he uses his God-given time and capabilities. In doing so, one will discover that he or she has the strength and the capacity to fulfill one's divine service at all three of these levels, even more particularly so at the actual time of year when we study, study ethics of our fathers, when extra energy is given to successfully fulfill these profound ethical teachings. A good evaluation and assessment of one's time will show up as possible in the correct organization of one's abilities in all three areas. 
A deeper understanding Chassidus offers us in connection of the Baal HaMaimer, the of Shammai to the lessons, teach us a common denominator between all three directives. Each one must have no ulterior motive beyond the purity of the action itself. To make Torah one's primary, primary focus, one's constant, this must be with no notice of potentially determining halacha for others. Emor ma'at, the speaking part, is diminished. One's Torah study is purely to learn Torah. And even when one studies this way, one's performance of mitzvahs must be fo- solely focused on the fact that one does so because this is what God commanded us to do. We aren't even busy with mitzvahs, so our Torah st- study will have continuity. It's just about God commanded us to do this mitzvah. And this same thread runs through the lesson to greet each person with pleasantness. This person may need nothing from you. And you can't thereby somehow experience the fulfillment of the mitzvah bestowing kindness or being charitable. It's just one other, otherwise healthy, unburdened individual who you have the ethical teaching to greet with pleasantness. This common denominator reflects the idea that the Torah God and the Jew are all one, because in this manner of fulfillment of these three lessons, God does not become, God forbid, a medium to something else, and neither of these three become a medium to some other motivation, God forbid. The oneness of Torah, a mitzvah and a Jew with God, will be fully revealed only when Mashiach comes, when the truth of everything will be fully revealed. While yet unrevealed, we need every type of Jew. The Jew whose soul focuses Torah, the Jew whose soul focuses acts of charity and benevolence and the fulfillment of mitzvahs. Which brings us back to Shammai, whose halachic decisions will be the final word in the era of redemption. These three lessons then said in the name of Shammai are all a forerunner of the truth to be revealed in redemption. This revelation depends, of course, on our actions now. And so, so during Golos, we seek to fulfill these three lessons. The Shammai within us will emerge in our efforts. The abilities and capabilities will reveal themselves knowing, as we do, that we have the capacity to fulfill this teaching. And as we assess ourselves, so God assesses us. And so the fulfillment of Shammai's teachings in full will bring us a reflected response from above. As we greet others with pleasantness, God will show us Isaver Panam Yafes from above. A pleasantness that will eventually become the light of eternal life of the days of Moshiach speedily and the era of the re- resurrection when all will experience their portion of a reward of the time to come.